grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello, Royal Community, and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name's Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we are coming to you with a very, very sad episode. Um, Yes, our beloved Queen has passed away this week, and it's been a minute, Rach, hasn't it? It's been just absolutely unbelievable for somebody like I think I've been preparing for the queen's death for the whole of my Mm, life (laughs) it's a silly thing to say isn't it but now she's gone I just feel so empty it doesn't seem real does it it just hasn't it just hasn't sunk in yet and I think it won't do for a long while yeah so let's give you the order of the day um for this podcast royal community because this wasn't the podcast we had originally (laughs) written uh you know we'd done all our notes and on the, I was actually right. The how I found out was as I was writing my the notes for the podcast this week. I went on to Buckingham Palace to do a bit of research, and I saw the statement there about the Queen's health, uh, and that's how I found out uh, this is serious. Like something's going on. So what did I do, Royal Community? I called Rachel straight away. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think when you had the um, the statement from Buckingham Palace this week, Rach? I mean, I was shocked because we only saw her on Tuesday and she looked amazing, didn't she? She looked, she did. She looked frail, but she was, you know, ni- 96. You know, that's to be expected. Um, but because we saw her being so vibrant and she looked amazing, mm. I just didn't think there was any cause for concern. And then obviously on Thursday, we get that awful awful statement saying his concerns about the queen's health and it was just a waiting game and I think you know both of us you was working wasn't you Mm. but I was I put the tv on straight away and I had the news on I had BBC news on and I did not move from my sofa I was just watching and waiting and I think we kind of knew it was a waiting game the fact that all the family rushed up to Balmoral to be with the queen um and you know at that point we knew it was serious and yeah we was waiting and then I think we got an announcement I think it was about half past six UK time in the end that we got an official announcement didn't we um and it was just a very blunt statement saying she had passed away that that afternoon at Balmoral and that the king and the queen consort were staying at Balmoral for the evening and then they were traveling back to London now when this happened, Royal Community, I have to tell you that I phoned Michelle and I, I was in I was actually in tears. Like I couldn't yeah. I couldn't get the words out, the king and the queen consort, not because it's Charles and Camilla, but it's just the fact that the queen had gone. Like mm. it was just it, it just doesn't seem real. It still doesn't seem real. I I'm I'm in it. I'm still in shock. I yeah. am in shock. Like I, I am in shock. And it's not because um I'm shocked because the Queen passed away. She was 96. We knew she had ill health. It was coming, but it's still a massive shock to the system. Um, and 
going back actually to the point I was just making, because I think I'll connect that. We were going to have a very different podcast this week, which was going to be edited. And we've had such an emotional time of it. And Rach, you've had an even emotional time of it this week that um, this is again going to be one of those where we just press record and just give you our thoughts rather than it being an edited podcast. So again, apologies for it not being edited. Um, and this won't be a, a new thing for us. Um, it will be, uh, you know, we we care about the the quality that we put out into the world and into your hands, Royal Community. We want it to be the best. But this literally is a podcast where how could we not talk about the Queen right now mm. and talk about the rest of the week? It just, you know. To give you some perspective, Royal Community, I lost my own grandmother on Monday. And obviously that's a very hard thing to go through. And then the Queen, literally a few days later, I was just like, people were messaging me and I was like, I'm an emotional wreck right now. <laughs> I, yeah. can't, I can't handle much more. But in a way, it's kind of taken my mind off of my own and passing. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Like how many, like we've built this amazing royal community over the years that we've been doing Keeping Up with the Windsors. And I think we forget that we're in this collective grief it's not just ourselves. So it was so lovely to have so many people messaging uh, to check up, check in on us and also for us to check in on people that we know as well. Yeah. So this community is a support network. It really is. And it's going to hold us together as we go through this. And obviously for you, Rach, like this is a double whammy. Two of your queens have passed away in a week. And um you know, it's 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 just it's heartbreaking, but just know that the royal community, we all have your back. Like, although we're all going through this together, you've got this other layer. Um, but you know, you you're okay to be with us if that makes sense. Like, yeah. we've got you. you. You're safe here, and um, it's just it's just really difficult because <laughs> I tell you what made me laugh is um people who are not royalists yeah and all i've heard is i'm not a royalist but <laughs> i love the queen and i'm just like you just don't realize how significant the monarchy is in your life until somebody like the queen passes away um and i think it shocked a lot of people because she was the matriarch of the world i would say i'm not even going to say the nation for the uk i'm saying the world she really was and I, I really believe that this has kind of brought other people's grief that they might not have dealt with to the surface. And a lot of people have said to me, I'm crying. I don't know why I'm crying. I'm yeah. like, I'm crying. I know exactly why I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, Shell, it's one of those things, like you said, she she's a constant in our lives. She mm. was a constant. And, you know, even my nan, for example, passing this week, the queen was the only monarch that she really knew because although she was alive when King George VI was alive, she doesn't really remember him. Mm, yeah. And actually, you saying that about the queen being the constant, um, when the queen said about Prince Philip being her strength and stay, actually the queen was our strength and stay, wasn't she? Yeah, definitely. 
and now she's not here. And I, I think I'm going to make this point. By the way, Royal Community, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry if it's going to be all over the place. We are so <laughs> emotional, aren't we, Ray? It totally is going to be oh, all over the place. It's going to just... just- because I've just thought of another thing and I'm like, oh, I should have said that to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> so just go with the Royal Community. I'm sure you right now out there are mourning the Queen too. So please know that uh, we're going to try and get through this episode as, as succinct <laughs> as possible. But I'm sorry if it's a bit jumpy. Um, I See, I can't even remember what I was just about to say. <laughs> right, I'll go. I'll go <laughs> you, go, you go right. <laughs> so I actually said to Michelle, when we saw that picture of the Queen with Liz Truss on Tuesday, Tuesday I said oh what if this is like one of the last photos that we have of the queen not thinking that it would be but I was just like and then two days later she's yeah she's gone and it's like wow I can't I I just can't comprehend it still and I think you know it's, it's a natural thing when you when you lose someone in that that is that constant person in your life even if you don't know them like we've never met the queen we've seen her like I got I'm so happy I got to see her last year at Buckingham Palace (laughs) (laughs) and if you do want to see it there's a lovely video over on YouTube uh keeping up with the Windsors uh our channel over there and it's just such a special moment and I said that to you didn't I Rachel on the phone when we um when we were talking uh, after the queen had passed and I said I'm just so happy that you got to see that white plume of hair before <laughs> you know before she passed uh, because could you imagine if you hadn't have seen her oh it would have just been one of my biggest regrets in life really yeah I think so I know what I was going to say now I was going to say that one thing I have found and kind of started to absorb and it's something that you alluded to to just now about King Charles and the Queen Consort is I'm not ready to be celebratory I can't remember if you say that right word if that word's (laughs) right but um I'm not ready to celebrate the new monarch that doesn't mean I'm not I'm opposed to Charles and Camilla that is me saying that I am grieving the death of a much beloved monarch and I believe that I cannot rejoice in in their new title in their new role until that mourning period is finished for me until the queen is you know she's had a funeral and we've given the respect that she deserves to have and her place in history um it feels like the full stop hasn't been done in a story yet and we're already rejoicing King Charles III and Queen Consort Camilla. And I know, and you know, Rach, we love the monarchy, um, but also there, there has to be a continuance of that monarchy. And so when the Queen passes, there's the new king straight away. But it was so jarring. And I I, I think we probably mentioned this, didn't we? It was so jarring to just have it there right in front of you in front of your face king charles king charles i think i think that's why i did get really emotional when i was reading that out to you and when it said the king and the queen consort and i was what like oh my gosh we've got a king like it just it doesn't it's, this is not how can this be happening like yeah again not because i've got anything against charles and camilla but it's yeah. because we've had the queen our whole lives and now we've got something you know totally new and that's no offense to Charles it really isn't because I actually think he will make a very good king Mm. but you know at the moment like you said we are we are grieving our monarch and 
someone that was much beloved, not just yeah. to us, but to you know the United Kingdom, the Commonwealth, and many people throughout the whole world. And I think that's why it's such a shock because you know we kind of it was it's one of those things where we knew she wasn't going to live forever. Nobody does. Yeah. But because she's always been there, it's kind of like you feel like she's always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. She's got like this infamous quality, hasn't she? Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's not. She's no longer here. So, yeah, I think on the, on the next couple of podcasts you listen to, they will solely be about celebrating the Queen's life. And as we move forward, we will then look towards celebrating the new monarch it just feels personally for me anyway it just feels right to do it that way and to allow more of a how do I want to put it like a smoother transition I think me personally like emotionally I can't take it (laughs) there's too much change going on so yeah and and you know I know Charles has had 73 years to get used to the idea of being king and the queen's had such a long and healthy life up until this point and you know it's just remarkable we've had it for 96 years absolutely absolutely um there was though a lot of questions wasn't there because <laughs> royal community so when the queen passed me and michelle we were basically on the phone straight away crying down the phone and then we kind of collected ourselves and then we spoke in the evening as well didn't we for about an hour or two hours yeah and we were kind of like, well, what happens? And it's silly things that like we were thinking about. We were like, oh no, who's going to look after the dogs? <laughs> like, who's got the dogs? And then it was, somebody said, um, someone said to me, oh, do you think she'll be buried with her handbag? Because she's always had, got a handbag with her, even Aww. when she's in our own homes. And it was like, it was yeah. things like that. You're like, that's what she's famous for, isn't it? Ham- she's always got a little handbag with her. And yeah. It, it really is just so jarring at the moment to think, you know, that she is actually gone. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of change in the next coming week because we've obviously going to be having the funeral, but even tomorrow. Um, so obviously we're recording this on Friday. We never, ever record this late, but because of the circumstances of this week, this is, you know, the best day to record. Um, but tomorrow, Saturday, we've got the first um, Privy Council meeting, haven't we? And apparently, yeah. Shell, it's going to be televised, which is very yeah. bizarre. It's the first time this is ever going to happen. Yeah, and it's going to take place at St. James's Palace. Um, and it's going to be unprecedented. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens because we've never been privy to it, to the Privy Council. Yeah. <laughs> and what's also interesting is just before we press play on the podcast, we had the first address to the nation from His Majesty the King. Yes. Again, still feels weird saying it. Yeah, it does. Um, and he confirmed that William and Catherine will now be known as the Prince and Princess of Wales. Can I just say that when he announced that, it was the first like happy moment I've had since we've heard about the Queen's health. And I went, yeah. And my husband was like, uh, <laughs> and I just like, I just kind of like, like, sla- like clapped the ear. Like, I'm just so excited. And then I waited with bated breath. Is Catherine going to be uh, known as the princess of Wales? And he, and then he announced that. And I was like, yes. yeah, yeah. Oh, I think so happy again, them. you know, it's going to be another, you know, something for us to get used to calling them the prince and princess of Wales. Yeah. Because we've not had a princess, although technically Camilla is the Princess of Wales, she's never used that title because it is synonymous with Diana, isn't it? Yeah. 
So I tell you the one thing though that I didn't like out of all this change is before Catherine and William were announced as the Prince and Princess of Wales, they changed their Instagram to the Dutch at uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cornwall and Cambridge. And I'm like, oh, it's that's too a long. mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mouthful. So yeah, that is um that's the new titles. But it's the new titles. So what does that mean? Like, because obviously. William, we still call him Prince William. So yeah. can we still are we calling Catherine now Princess Catherine? Is that is that because yeah, obviously it's, she's she was obviously the Duchess of Cambridge and she has been that since she married William ten over ten years yeah. ago now. What did they used to call Diana? Because I know when she had her HRH taken off, it was Diana Princess of Wales. Yeah. But what did they call her before that? I'm presuming it was just Prince it was Princess Diana, wasn't it? And then it would have been HRH Princess Diana when she was married to Charles interesting over the time you know as time goes on to see i i mean it makes sense doesn't it she's princess yeah. Catherine, but we don't want to you know don't take us <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. take our word for it it's still fresh in our minds yeah. um i have to say i thought that charles's speech was absolutely perfection it I did cried. actually make me yes i was gonna say I it made me very emotional yeah? yeah when he quoted macbeth didn't he or was it oh. hamlet hamlet or I macbeth i can't remember which one yeah, oh. but he and the way he was like, my dearest mama. Yeah. When she's joined, now she's joined by my dearest papa. I was like, oh, Charles. Yeah, but I, I just wanted him to go, mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. that. I love that. Like a 73 year old still calls his mother mummy. Mummy. <laughs> I love it. Do you know it was? It was just so. Um, like I say, it it just po- picked it picked out every single point that he needed to make, and he did it with so much grace and elegance. And what I loved is he was basically saying, as I think we'd had this conversation before, Rach. Um, will Charles be able to take off his environmental hat, his sustainability hat, and sit in that monarch's role impartial? And he made that point very clear in that speech that that's exactly what he's going to do and other people will have to take the torch that he's lit and run with it. Um, And I think that was so poignant. Yeah, I think, you know, that was, like you say, it was really poignant because we know how busy Charles is, Mm. the king is. Um, very oh sorry goodness. it's just oh. going to take some adjustment I can't, yeah. I can't I said to Michelle earlier when um, we'll talk about this in a minute but we was in London today and we were talking and I said oh Charles and I was like I can't call him Charles anymore on the podcast the king. I have to call him the king yeah I mean I've, so- I've called him Charles about six times now so yeah. sorry Royal Community as oh. I said it's, it's weird because we never called the Queen Elizabeth did we <laughs> no we never did ever yeah it's going to get um, a lot of getting used to let's put it yeah. that way it's one of those um, things like I I really felt felt like um, he was saying, you know, all, the, you know, all these charities that he's been a part of, for instance, the Prince's Trust that he set up and the Prince's Foundation, like you said, the sustainability market are all charities that he loves and he's passionate about. But he, as monarch, just will not have the time for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where William and Catherine have to step in and help him. And, you know. And that is what their role is now. You know, William is now heir to the throne. He is next in line. Yeah. And he also is taking on the Duchy of Cornwall and the, uh, you know, and the king is taking on the Duchy of Lancaster. So it's it's a massive change. It's, it's massive. Not to mention 
that like every post uh, box in the whole UK needs to change. Yeah. All all of the notes, all of the stamps, like there's so much that goes into the changing of a monarch. It's um, it's like I say, I can't even believe I'm sat here talking about it. I know. It's just so shocking. I I am in that definite shock moment of grief. Do you have those five stages? I'm definitely yeah. in shock. So let's talk about the Queen then, because. Oh, what? Uh, actually, let's let's take a step back. Royal Community next week. Our whole episode will be dedicated to the life and work of the Queen, just like we did with Prince Philip. The tribute episode um, when Prince Philip passed away. We're going to be doing that with the Queen next week. So we're not going to go into all of the accomplishments and you know um, engagements and patronages and stuff that the Queen held. That will be next week. But this week is more to do with just remembering her. Just, yeah. you know, and the fact that she's just beloved. There's a point as well that I thought today, by the way, as Rachel just said, we've been to London today. We went to Buckingham Palace to lay flowers and we also went to the gun salute at Hyde Park uh, to, you know, remember the Queen. And as I walked around, there was just thousands and thousands of people. And I thought every single person knows her name. Like, everyone knows her name there was just I'm not I mean it was a sea of people wasn't it sea yeah but you also saw all of the tents that house all of the international press I just think wow like millions and millions of people are just mourning her um and And I think actually actually, sorry sorry Michelle I was gonna say you actually made a good point earlier that you said you know, people that are messaging us on Instagram, we, and, you know, from the bottom of our hearts of all community, thank you to every single person that has messaged us mm. just saying like, are you okay? We were like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some people that are like, you know, she wasn't my queen, but you know, I still loved her or I admired her Yeah. and, you know, people getting in touch from Commonwealth countries. And I'm like, but she was your queen as well. Yeah, you know, she was she was all of our queen in a way. And I think that's why there is such this outpouring of love, because she is that one person. Like you said, she's known the world over mm-hmm. and no offense. Like we know as royal community members, we had um, a podcast podcast guest on the other week, Isabella. She's just speaking about European royals. I said to Michelle, if Queen Marguerite of Denmark was walking down the street, I bet 90% of these people would not have a clue who she was. Mm-hmm. And that's no disrespect to Queen Marguerite. But the Queen, everybody knew who that woman was. And I, she is one of the most photographed women in the world. Yeah. I think, you know, we always talk about royalty being different to celebrity and that she was in a stratosphere of that there's only a handful of people that could ever get to that stratosphere of being infamous. And I think she's there. And it's it's so interesting that Boris Johnson in his speech, um, given his uh, kind of remote, what's, what's the word, the memorial the kind of speech for the Queen? I'm probably saying that wrong, but, um, and he called her Elizabeth the Great and she was Elizabeth the Great. And she also came from that great generation. You know, that great generation of like dignity and respect and loyalty and duty. Just get on with it. Just get get on on with it. it. Don't moan. 
don't push your emotions to the side. Don't never complain, never explain. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 to the 10th degree. Um, I I tell you that that's something for me that I really connect with because um my my own nan was connected to that golden era, that generation, that great generation. And it makes me sad that we are like the queen is one of the last people of that generation. And you know what? It's like I can't de- like that generation taught us so many values. And I I don't know, personally for me, I'm just heartbroken that we've we're coming to the end of having that generation yeah. be an influence in our lives. Well, it's an end of an era, isn't it? It it's, really is. And it really is an end of an era. And yeah. um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks mm-hmm. um with the new king and the queen consort. Will they will they reside at Buckingham Palace or will they stay at Clarence House? What's going to happen with Windsor Castle? Because although the Queen loved it, Charles very rarely went to Windsor, did he? Unless it yeah. was for ceremonial purposes. Because um, he loved Highgrove and Burkhill. Yeah, and I was going to say that because Highgrove was an excellent position for him to be in in the centre of the UK. So he could get to like Scotland and Wales and Northern Ireland really, really easily. Uh, and, you know, being centred in London, I wonder whether that's going to really connect to him or whether that would, you know, just, I don't know, take away something that Prince Charles... Prince Charles, oh my goodness, <laughs> the king. Well, community is going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, that the king really found special in those places. And now he's, obviously, everything about his life is changing. Everything. Yeah. And not just that, but he has lost his mother. You know, the grief we feel. That's Tenfold. Got, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he's having to go through all that and lead the Commonwealth, the realms, the territories, the UK. Yeah. Um, that's a lot. It really is a lot. Yeah. I think um, going back to yesterday when we were going through the motions of is the Queen okay? What's going to happen with her? Charles was already apparently in Scotland Mm. and so was Anne. Anne was actually doing engagements apparently and had to obviously got a call, made their way to Balmoral. And then we saw in the plane that landed William... Um, the Duke and the Duke of York and the Earl and Countess of Wessex. And unfortunately, we know now that at that point, the Queen had already passed because we've heard that she passed at about 3.30 in the afternoon. Obviously, they're never going to tell us an actual time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad at least Charles and Anne were with her. Yeah. But I'm just actually sad for Edward and Andrew as well, that they didn't get properly to say goodbye to her. And what I'm so thankful for, and we discussed this earlier, Shell, is that we saw the Cambridge kids a few weeks ago on a plane, well, Charlotte and Louis on a plane with Catherine and the nanny going to Balmoral. And I'm so happy that they got to see her before she passed away. Yeah. And what was really interesting is when we was in London today, we were both really like, we was only here, what, three months ago at the Jubilee, celebrating glorious 70 years. And now we're just, you know, it's just something completely different. It's, it's, um, you're right. It's something different. And I, my thoughts came to mind that, um, I'm just so happy that the queen kind of held out for the Jubilee. 
Yeah. You know, she she saw it, she embodied it, she she witnessed all that love and that support that we have for her. And she she kind of she took that on. And I'm so glad she had that experience before she passed. Um, because it was such a special time. And I'm so glad she was with us for that. Um, and I think we might have said on the podcast, we might not have said it on the podcast before, but Rachel and I bought, um, we paid extra for our hotel room when we went to the the Jubilee um, to be uh, refundable just because she was 96. We didn't know what was <laughs> going to go on. So um, we kind of was, that was in the stipulation, wasn't it, Rachel? Right, okay, we needed to be refundable. Um, and she just, she held out. She, yeah. And what an event. And it was, it's one of those things now looking back when the king, when Charles made his speech um, at a party at the palace and he said, the reason that the queen gets up in the morning is for all of you. Yeah. And the Jubilee, I truly, truly in my heart believe that she held out because she knew how excited the country was to celebrate that. Yeah getting a bit emotional now <laughs> yeah oh, it's gonna it's gonna happen isn't it and seeing her with Liz Truss on Tuesday it was like she was holding out because she knew that was her last duty she needed yeah. to do that and what was interesting about that situation is yes there was photos but there was no videography was there of that meeting so at that point maybe she met Boris Johnson the ex-Tim Prime Minister and then obviously welcomed Liz Truss and then I think you said earlier, she probably just went downhill from there, didn't she? I wonder, it's hard, isn't it? Because we don't know her circumstances. We don't know how ill she was at the time. We don't know whether it was something that happened really quickly and then she just went downhill really quickly or whether she knew at that point that this would be her final engagement. And when you look at that photo of her on her own, um, having a little giggle in in the. By the way, I have to do a little side note. Balmoral is beautiful. We never really see Balmoral, do we? We only see that no. official room. Um, but it's really bright and airy. And um, when she had that little giggle, um, I don't know if you've seen a royal community, but there's a picture of her with Liz Trust, but there's also a picture of her in the same setting on her own. And you just, she just encapsulated everything about her personality, from you know the the absolute boss that she was the icon but also like the funny kind of mischievous person as well so I really liked that that photo just encapsulated every angle of her and it ended up being one of well I think it probably was her last photo officially taken um in a professional setting so I, I have to hand it to her let's just think everybody out there royal community listening can you think of a job right now that you'd still be doing the two days before you die? You know, the fact that she has made her promise to us, to the realms, to the territories, to the Commonwealth, to her dying day shows you everything you need to know about being a human being. She kept her word. And that is so hard to do these days is to be honorable and to stay true to what you've promised somebody. And she did that. And it's just so remarkable what she's achieved to her dying day, Rach, to her dying day. Yeah, she was devoted until the end, wasn't she? To the end. And you know what? It makes me think, right? 
that's what she did within marriage. That's what she did as a mother. That's what she did to the the countries that she resided over. Um, you know, resided a right way of saying <laughs> that. I don't know, but you get what I mean, royal community. Um, how amazing of an example is that? How amazing and how big shoes Charles the King has to fill and how well I think he will do it because he's learned from the best. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've discussed this before. Her Majesty, I think it was last year now, I can't really remember because it's all kind of like gelled into one. Gelled into but one, there was yeah. that, you know, I think it, I think it must have been this year that she wished that when the t- time come that Camilla be known as Queen Consort and she was mentally preparing us at that point for the change that was coming. Yeah. She knew it was going to, like, she wasn't going to live forever. Mm-hmm. But I think she knew it was going to take a lot of adjustment for people. Yeah. And um, not just that, but we've seen Charles and Camilla on these engagements taking her place, Maundy Thursday, very significant engagements, you know, Remembrance Day, massive in uh, Her Majesty's calendar and prince well i say prince charles at the time the king and the queen consort took that role because i think in a way they had the queen was passing the baton and we needed to get in us you know in our psyches that there's going to be a king soon and i think it was so strategically played it was a bit like a game of chess wasn't it um and now obviously the queen we've now got a king i i guess the chess metaphor works doesn't it but yeah, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. Look, we can't, well, honestly, world community, we can't even believe we're recording this podcast right now, like <laughs> recording this yeah. episode. Yeah. Because we thought she was going to live forever. We, we honestly <laughs> yeah. did. And it makes me wonder um, when we saw her at the Jubilee, the last day, the pageant, and she came onto that balcony and she was wearing that green. Mm hmm. And she, she looked a bit emotional. And I think yeah. she knew then that that was the last time that she was going to see that. Yeah. All those mm-hmm. people there for her. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what a remarkable woman. We've said it before, like when we were celebrating the Jubilee, like absolutely fantastic 70 years. But just as a person, like, again, we didn't know her, mm-hmm. but she's always been there for us. She's always been there for you, Royal Community someone that's dependable, someone that's reliable. The country, this country, the UK, is, is built on stability and she was our stability and now that stability has gone. And yeah, it's just going to be hard to transition and welcome a new king and queen consort. It is. Um, I want to talk a little bit about our day today in London, Rach, because we I woke up this morning. We didn't have any <laughs> we didn't have any plans to go to London. And we woke up this morning and I texted Rachel and I said, I've got the urge. I just need to put some flowers down. I just need to, you know, be there and to represent. And so we did. We got ourselves together and because actually we didn't we didn't do any front facing videos or any Facebook lives or Instagrams or anything like that yesterday. It was just so emotional. And we decided to pick the camera up and just document our day uh, today in London. So we went to the 96 gun salute at Hyde Park, which was quite an event, (laughs) meaning, um, 
I we brought some tissues with us in our pockets, obviously, because we might have cried. Um, and in the end, we had to put them in our ears because the guns were just so, so loud. Um, but it was amazing. 96 years of the Queen. Um, every obviously one gun uh, salute for every year that she's lived. And we then moved on to Buckingham Palace to put a bouquet of flowers down. And we had one message from the royal community, just kind of representing everyone who hasn't been able to, um, you know, come to London and, or, you know, anywhere where they are, uh, the palaces or whatever, and physically put uh, put a bouquet down. So we did it all on your behalf. And also we had a little message from Rachel and I, to um to the king and the royal family so we kind of put that together and laid our flowers it was i i actually think this sounds really strange um i actually think it was going to be i i i kind of how do i want to put it i prepared myself for it to be really emotional and actually it was quite stressful wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we got their royal community and the queue at at the time we got there, it was about half past 11 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so we headed straight towards, we got off at Green Park and we headed straight towards Buckingham Palace. And at that point there was police escorting you and they were saying, if you want to lay flowers, then get in this queue. And honestly, the queue wrapped around the whole back of the palace. And if you've ever been to Buckingham Palace, you know how big it is. So we knew the gun salute was at one o'clock and it was about, it was about 12. And we was like, well, let's just go to the gun salute and then we can come back later because we we know we're going to be in this queue for ages anyway. So we go to the gun salute and just, it was just such a, um, like, um, just amazing to be there. Like never experienced, I've seen on TV before, Royal Community is very loud. (laughs) Yeah obviously we we knew it was going to be loud we didn't realize like how loud because it ricocheted as well didn't the sound of the trees so it wasn't just like an initial bang it was like bang 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 and then we were standing there like we were standing there for over 15 minutes just for this for the procession um so that was like amazing to experience that for such an historic event in our um, country's history Mm -hmm. So then we make our way back to Buckingham Palace and it was like a free-for-all. There was no queues. There was absolutely, there was just crowds everywhere. And we were like, right, okay. And I said to this policeman, I was like, oh, where's the queue? And he was like, oh, you can just go in. And we were like, yeah. okay. So, yeah. And let me tell you, it was very claustrophobic, very claustrophobic. Yeah. If you're going to lay flowers, I suggest to make sure you bring not only sunglasses, a hat, an umbrella and some sun cream because there's going to be about five different weathers in the space <laughs> of five minutes. Um, but also be very prepared to to queue for a bit and also be very claustrophobic in the way that it's handled. Um, but then what we found out, and here's a little top tip for your all community, if you are going to put flowers down, head to the left-hand side of Buckingham Palace, take no notice of the right-hand side, walk to the middle and then get into the barricade by the left because you can actually go in yourself and place the bouquet on the floor. We didn't know this until we actually had to kind of like, I don't want to say throw it, we didn't throw it, we kind of placed it, but it wasn't like 
us placing it we had to kind of put our hand over yes. it and put it in a, a strategic place and it didn't feel as momentous as if we would have gone to the left-hand side and actually placed it gently on the floor um and so I think that took a little bit of the 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 grace away from it if that makes sense yeah it did make me quite emotional though when we were looking at the flowers mm-hmm. um and just some of we couldn't obviously read all the messages because the policeman was like no you can't go up to this bit unless you're laying flowers we, we yeah. can't let you in fine you know um but I, I think you know it was one of those things where it was people were laying bouquets on the floor but then people were actually putting them in the gates of the palace as well yeah yeah and um I think someone messaged us on Instagram saying did you see the king and the queen consort no because when we watched the gun salute we decided to go and get something to eat and then go to the palace so by the time we got back to the palace uh the king and the queen consort were already in Buckingham Palace and it was so bizarre seeing the flag flying yeah knowing it was Charles and not the queen the queen it was so so strange we do we have heard of on the great fine obviously we wasn't there to experience it but they all did sing god save the king as he came through as well uh we did see liz trust the prime minister go in to have an audience with uh the king today but apart from that we didn't see anything else we were just with the royal community in collective grief um, the one thing I would say about Buckingham Palace is it's a bit anticlimactic, and I don't mean that in a negative way. But if you're expecting to go and have this like super super emotional moment, you probably will, but it'll be a minute part of your experience because the rest of it is trying to get out of a big queue, <laughs> a big crowd, which kind of takes takes the um, takes you out of your emotional state quite quickly. Um, but then I guess that's just me with my own personal experience of it. Other people may experience it in different ways. Yeah. I want to bring something up, Rach, and it's something that I thought of. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll say this first and I'll bring up that point in a second. When I heard about the Queen passing away, do you know when your brain does like these really, really weird things? Mm-hmm. My One of my first thoughts, it wasn't my straight first thought, but like maybe like my 10th thought was, what about Angela Kelly? Like... <laughs> Oh my goodness me! Like I just felt like I felt for her staff, Joe. Like the people, her ladies in waiting, have worked with her for so long. Yeah. It's it's like it's not just a ricochet of us who may not have you know probably seen her from afar but never met her, but just the people who've actually worked with her for years and years and years, and how heartbreaking that is. Obviously, as well as the family, but just the people you don't really think about. Yeah. The and people I was just that like, deal with her because although yeah, she obviously had her family, the people that worked with her, like her, you know, her press secretary, her private secretary, would have seen her every single day. Yeah. Obviously, the family wouldn't wouldn't have done that because they didn't live with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think uh, I think you even said, "What is she going to dress Camilla now?" <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh, could like please give her a job? Like <laughs> she can't dress Camilla. She's going to live. She's got that property on the Windsor Estate. Oh, Windsor Estate, I know. But it's so strange, isn't it, where your brain goes? And then my other my other thought went to, "Oh my goodness, I am so glad that the Queen got to meet Lily Bet." For me, I was just like, I am so glad that happened for her this summer. And don't you think it was fate in a way that Harry and Meghan were actually here in the UK mm-hmm. when when all this has happened? 
Yeah. It yeah. Was, and you, I think you said it was like she was waiting for Harry. Yeah. She was like, right, all my family are here now. Like they're mm-hmm. in, all in the same, you know, they're all in the UK. Yeah. I've, I've got them all now. They've all got each other. Something I wanted to bring up, Shell, and this isn't like obviously in a, in, from the emotional side, but we found out today that Beatrice will be mm-hmm. a Chancellor of State. Yeah, because everyone's moved up, haven't they? And um, because Prince George at the moment isn't 18, the, it goes to the next person, which is uh, which is Beatrice. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting role for her. Not, I don't think it's going to be um, something that she does day in, day out, but it is there as a responsibility for yeah. her, isn't it? And it makes you wonder as well, what's going to happen with the likes of the Kents and the Gloucesters and Princess Alexandra? Obviously, Charles isn't going to kick them out of their homes, but they were the Queen's cousins, weren't they? Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. So, you know, what's going to happen? Where are they going to live? Are they still going to be able to live in the places that they do now? Are they still going to carry out engagements but on behalf of the King? Mm. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I know we've heard rumours of the King wanting to slim down the monarchy but how can he? There's so much going on. There's so much that he'll need support with. But who knows? I think, uh, you know, in the in the coming weeks, we'll find out more. Um, moving on from this then, um, what do we know moving forward, Rach? What are some changes that have been announced? Maybe like the, um, I think it's a 10 days of mourning for the Queen. Yeah, so we're going to have 10 days of official mourning. The royal household has gone into mourning, meaning they wear black clothes. And Charles apparently wants this to carry on until seven days after the Queen's funeral. Mm -hmm. At this moment in time, we do not have a specific date, but we're guessing it's going to be Monday the 18th or 19th. I can't remember the dates exactly off the top of my head. Um, if we're counting 10 days from the day that she passed. Yeah. Currently, her body is at Balmoral, but then it will be moved to, where is it, Edinburgh? Holyrood House. No, it's Holyrood House, yeah. Yeah, Holyrood House. Um, and then it will make its way to London. We know that funeral preparations are obviously already underway. They've yeah. been planned for years, haven't they? But they now have. it's obviously putting them in place. And there will be drills as such that the military go through um, so if you're in London and you're wanting to see, you know, what what's going to happen at the Queen's funeral, but you can't actually be there at the time, then maybe go and watch some of the rehearsals. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to have the, the funeral and then it's kind of like Charles carries on with the job. Yeah. I think a lot of people have said, um, is there going to be an investiture for Prince William, I'm guessing there probably will be, but uh, Charles waited years after he was announced as Prince of Wales uh, to be invested. So, I mean, I, I'm i not even thinking it'll be any time this year or next, but, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows moving forward? Um, we still haven't been given any confirmation of Lilibet and Archie's titles, but we shall see as as time goes on whether they whether they become prince and princess well at uh, this point in time on the actual royal family website on the line of succession it does still say archie it doesn't say prince it says master archie, archie doesn't it yeah yeah because correct me if i'm wrong but it's harry and megan that have to decide whether they have those titles yeah. they're entitled to those titles because now their grandfather is the king he's king 
Yeah. But it's, it's exactly the same with Lady Louise and James Viscount Seven. Yeah. They mm-hmm. obviously had that option because Edward is the son of the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't want them to have those titles. They obviously have the titles that they have now. But technically, if they wanted to, they could have named Princess Louise and Prince James. Yeah, they could have, yeah. Oh, Royal Community, our hearts go out to you wherever you are in the world, however you're affected by the Queen's death. It's a sombre time. It's a sad time. But you're not alone. You're here in the Royal Community. We're in this together. It's something that I guess we've been bracing ourselves for the longest time. But now it's here. It's so surreal. And just know that your grief is heard and valid. Um, I've been nonstop crying. Um, uh, I, I, I think Rach, did you have a good sleep last night? I know you were worried about whether you could go to sleep or not. Yeah, no, I, I did. I think for me, I'm kind of, I'm still in shock about it, but I think because per- personally of what I'm going through at the moment with my own grief, my personal mm. grief, my own nan, um, I'm kind of like just getting on with things, but I think the funeral, I will be a blubbering mess. <laughs> I was yeah. for Prince Philip's and Royal Community, me and Michelle have decided that we are going to watch the funeral together. So we don't know exactly what we're going to do in terms of social media. But yeah, just make sure that you're following us on Keeping Up The Windsor's pod over on Instagram and make sure you're following our YouTube channel as well, Keeping Up The Windsor's, because as Shell said, um, we recorded the gun salute today so that we're going up at some point and just, you know, laying the flowers down at Buckingham Palace so you can see the crowds, the sense of the ambience of what it was like. And um, yeah, it's going to be a difficult week or so, isn't it? It is. And I think, you know, usually we have a plan like we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We're just going to take it day by day, Royal Community. Um, like I say, if we're going to announce anything of like doing some kind of live or, you know, anything with, uh, especially with our VIP Royal Community over on Kofi, we tend to do our Zoom calls. If if that is the case and we do some extra ones, we'll always let you know over on Instagram first um or like i say if you are part of the membership we'll always send you a message over on kofi but we have to take it day by day because rachel and i are really going through it as well you know um there's there's i just woke up this morning i just couldn't believe it and it actually that's a very interesting point as well because as i was sat on the train heading into london today um i was sat there kind of in my grief But then I couldn't get away from it because I looked up and there was a picture of the queen. And then I looked over and somebody was talking about her. And then I looked up and there was like um, something that came up on the train uh, tannoy. Like uh, we stand with the royal family throughout this sad time. And I'm like, I can't get away from it. You know, do you know when you just like, oh, it's not just me. It's like everyone. And even if you're not a royal, um, her, her loss it's just reverberated throughout the whole of society, whether you are royal or not, you know, a royalist or not. Yeah. Uh, it's a big deal. It really is. It's a massive yeah. shift. It feels like a tectonic plate shift. Uh, nothing feels steady. Yeah. And I, I think Royal Community as well. Um, just remember, you, you're not alone. Like if you're grieving, it's, it's fine to grieve for someone mm. that you've never met. If you need someone to talk to, you know, reach out to us on our Instagram we're always here if you just want to chat if you feel like you've got no one else to chat to um and also I did post on our stories um don't forget there's so many organizations and charities that can help you that the royal family do support 
Yeah. So whether you're in the UK or anywhere around the world, there's always mental health organisations that can help you, bereavement, grief counsellors, know that you are not alone. And um, yeah, just reach out to someone. I'll pop some of those in the show notes, Rach, um, that I know they're UK based, but, you know, there'll be equivalents of those types of organizations in your country yeah and and also if you want to email us keeping up with the windsors pod at gmail.com uh just know that we are here for you and um sometimes it can be lonely can't it yeah If, if you don't know anyone who likes the royals as much as you it can be lonely because people go well why are you crying about someone you never met her do i i'm just i'm floored by that because grief you can't you can't predict grief it just happens you have no control over it um yeah and this is this is a monumental historical moment in the history of humans i know it sounds really dramatic (laughs) but it, it is yeah it's a big deal she was one of the most famous people that have ever lived and she will be remembered for thousands and thousands of years from this point on and that is a legacy that is absolutely just it's immeasurable really isn't it yeah and there'll be nobody else like her yeah one of a kind and i can't we love her we love her she's our queenie she is i mean she's always been your favorite member of the family she really has and it's just going to be bizarre (laughs) I said to Shell, we're not going to have a Queen's speech this year at Chris- on Christmas Day at three o'clock. Yeah. We're going to have a King's speech. A King's speech. We're not going to have Troop in the Colour for the Queen's birthday next year. It's going to be the King's... When is Charles's birthday? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, when when Charles's birthday is. <laughs> <laughs> what oh. month is it? I need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness me. Oh, well, let's put it this way. What a remarkable life she has led and also uh, what a remarkable example she's uh, set for us all. We will break down the the whole life of Queen Elizabeth II next week in our tribute um, episode. And like I say, sending love to you all, wherever you are in the world, however you're dealing with your own grief, with the loss of our love, beloved Queen, um, just know that... We are here for you and it's just amazing for you to be part of the royal community. This is a time where we're supposed to lean on each other. And, yeah. you know, I've lent on you, Rach. I felt really bad because obviously you've had a double whammy this week. And yeah. um, wow. Yeah, let's all let's all come together and, you know, remember the life of a remarkable woman. And yeah, just God save the Queen. God save the Queen. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you would uh, like to follow us on Instagram, as we said, Instagram is keeping up with the Windsor's pod and email us keeping up with the Windsor's pod at gmail.com. We will see you next week, Royal Community, on Keeping, keeping up, up with the Windsor's. Windsor's.